podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey! hey. Uh, pod 254, <laughs> sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. Nice. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Nicely mm. done. A very mm. confident I will there. Yeah, good, uh, South, good South London accent as well. Very good. Yeah. Uh, from Tony Fletcher. Hello. How are you? Happy to be back here. Top man. It's my mic on today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Andy's not here, so all the mics are working. <laughs> oh, great. Um, Kevin Day. Hello, Dick. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Yeah. Good, good. And joining us for oh, second time on the pod? Second time, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, The Guardian's Dom Fifield. How are you? Hello, I'm fine, thank you. How are you doing? Oh, better for having you on the pod. <laughs> Guardian uh, and Palace Insider as well, I think we should say, shouldn't we? <laughs> yeah, oh, you are uh, setting up the pod now to be a big failure if we got no No, no, it's well, no we do what we do is make stuff up. And say, <laughs> this is absolutely 100% definitely. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got a bit of admin um, for the pod. Um First one is a birthday shout out to a big pod fan. Oh, if we his name has it come to that. <laughs> his name is Martin Britton. Hi, Martin. And he turns Hi. sixty during the Leicester game. And uh, during the game. Well, on the oh, day, on the day, yes. it, might, it might be true. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on what happens, I might turn six during the game. I definitely aged some years at some previous Palace games. Um, I love that idea. It's, it's during the game. It's just hold on. Uh, anyway, uh, um, uh, Martin's son got in contact and uh, said he's a big fan of the pod, and uh, they lived up north a lot when they were young. So um, they used to listen to talk to the pod to keep them in contact with Palace. So. Oh, how nice. Happy birthday, Martin. Happy birthday, Happy Martin. Birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Martin. Um, do you remember we had the Wilf Power t-shirts we gave around the last pod? Or two pods ago? Uh, where did I put them? <laughs> I don't oh, know. Like, we're all wearing them, come on. <laughs> well, the, the cat slept on them. For a well, it's very nice quality. Yeah, so in the, nice. They're in a bag, in case anyone's got a cat allergy who <laughs> won them. Um, well, we announced the winners anyway on social media, but I'm going to read their names out. And they are Sam Boxall. Well done, hey. Sam. Well done. Chris Clark. Well done, Chris. Hey, Chris. And Hannah Dees. Oh, well, well done, Hannah. Well done. <laughs> well, done, Hannah. well done to you guys for retweeting stuff. Um, okay, so let's talk about uh, last game, which is Palace away at Watford. Um, nil-nil draw, Kevin. Mm. How much do you remember of the game? Why is that always your first question? It's only the anecdote you were telling me off air. Yes. No, not about that game. I remember most of it. Well, it, it, 
it turns out we were too old to meet at eight o'clock in the morning at <laughs> yeah. the Weatherspoons in Croydon, and also which didn't start serving alcohol till nine o'clock. Uh, <laughs> it was. Um, I remember all that. The first half was was as disappointing as I can think of for quite some time. The system, the two split strikers just didn't didn't work. The ball kept coming back. Watford bamboozled us by playing two up front, which seemed to really throw the cat among the pigeons. We seemed to be playing four in central midfield, but still get outnumbered. Loftus cheek looked really uncomfortable in the first half. So in the end, the second half performance couldn't help but be better. But in the end, I think it was a it was a good point in the end, considering the first half. The frustrating thing is that Watford looked like a poor team, to be perfectly mm-hmm. honest, and didn't have much to offer. In fact, I think the save Hennessy had to make came from Joel Ward. And so he hit yeah, it, yeah. Hit, yeah they hit the crossbar. It was a great save. To be fair to Hennessy, again, and I know Andy Street will be furious about this, He's he had another solid game, to be perfectly honest. He's had two really good games yeah. in a row, at least. Yeah. Yeah, he He's actually thought quietly gone about being quite a competent goalkeeper, yeah. Tony, hasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he, he, he has done. And actually, if you're a, a, a neutral, you don't have that... Um, you don't have that negative feeling about Hennessy. A lot of people look at him and they, they see the highlights and they see he makes the saves. They, to, to be honest, they don't have that sense that we've had. And I, I've got to give him credit. The last couple of games, absolutely. He's done things to keep us in the game. Well, also, I think I'll ask Palace inside of this because he'll know, don't he? But I think it's, it's funny. There's still some Palace fans on the way home going, oh, he's got a cheek asking for a contract. I, I like the ambition. I like the fact that he, he's still assuming that he's going to be in goal for Palace. And I'm, I'm getting to the point where I won't. if we don't get a new keeper in, I won't be losing any any sleep over it I'd rather we did get a new keeper we're getting one aren't we We, well I think again this is this was a source of some debate last week wasn't it I think Dominic put a stop to didn't he the Guaita Guaita. try to I mean it's he he is he's signed a contract he is he's a Palace player as of the 1st of July so you know, under the Bosman ruling, that's what happens. I mean, it, it is quite interesting that the Spanish press keep revisiting it and have uh, now mentioned Atletico Madrid. But for that to happen, um, there would be a f- pretty ferocious legal battle, I would have thought. And he is, he will, he will, I'm pretty confident that he will be a Palace player. Are, are the Spanish press revisiting it because he's having a string of good games? He's had a very good season. Mm. I mean, he's kept a clean sheet at the Bernabeu. He, they, they beat Valencia away 2-1 last week, and he, he's been excellent. Um, he's 31. He's a, pl- a goalkeeper in his prime. Why would he go to be Jan Oblak's number two mm. at Atletico Madrid and play a handful of games uh, next season? It just doesn't make any sense. So he's he's been offered a very lucrative contract by his by Getafe's standards at Palace um, to come over here and play, and play regularly and be a number one. So... That's so he thinks he's coming to be number one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Look, well, the fella's quality. I mean, he's quality. He's yeah. he's not he's not coming over here to to be an understudy, even even to Wayne Hennessy. And that, that's the challenge that's been thrown down to to Hennessy. He's he's got to have to somehow earn his place back next season if he if he indeed stays. I don't see. Guillaume Balaga was talking about him maybe having a needing a season to adjust to the physicality of Spanish football. Is that just something that all journalists say about all foreign goalkeepers? Steve Mandanda. Well, well yeah, you know yeah. that's not about. I mean, that is a that is a case in point. Some some managers. I mean, Sam Allardyce took a look at Steve Mandanda and, and decided he wasn't going to fit into his plans. He wasn't the type of goalkeeper he wanted. Tony Pulis wouldn't have signed Steve Mandanda. Mm. Um, he wanted a goalkeeper with presence, which Hennessy has physically. Um, he doesn't necessarily have that in terms of how he imposes himself on on his defence or indeed opposing players. But but you know, Hodgson has obviously earmarked. 
Gaito as, as somebody that he wants. Um, so he, you'd imagine well, he would slip into the team pretty seamlessly he, next year. You know, it's possible that Hennessy's raising his game here at the end of the season, mm-hmm. even if subconsciously, yeah. because, yeah. you know, we talk about this, about World Cups coming up, and mm-hmm. we were talking about Benteke was going to have the chance to raise his game and, and, and sort of advertise himself. And maybe, uh, you know, deliberately or not, Hennessy's... Uh, Hennessy's thinking, you know what, if I'm going to be number two at Palace next year, I need to make a really good impression at the yeah. end of the season. And he has been, he's been more assertive with the back line, hasn't he, in the last couple of games, Hennessy? Well, we yeah. had to, there was yeah. a really good question last week on the tweet because we were all assuming that Hennessy was improving because he had a, the same two centre backs mm-hmm. in front of him. But possibly it's because Dean Kiley's had an yeah. effect. Yeah. So he yeah, came well, in absolutely. over Christmas. Although that said, he, he has, his best football has always been with Wales. Mm. And he had the Wales, or the former Wales goalkeeper yeah, coach yeah, at Palace for a long time. Yeah. Um, but no, I think there's something in that. I mean, he's he's playing for a future, even yeah. at Palace, somewhere else, and he'll yeah, want to yeah. stay in the Premier League. Um, yeah. Hopefully, well, probably with Palace, but it could be anywhere. You don't think we'll have the same problem with Gaita that we had with Mandanda and he suddenly starts trying to roll the ball out to centre-backs who don't want it? Um, well, having watched, I've only watched Cadafe a bit, um, and they've, I've only seen them play against teams who are obviously better than yeah, them yeah. but the, although they have ground out results and he didn't strike me as the type of person who would drop his centre halves in it with, right, a, with right. a pass um, but that said he's not he's not um, he's not going to be hoofing it up the pitch I wouldn't have thought to, to a big man that's not what they do so uh, he will have to adapt his game clearly he will have to adjust as well to the English yeah. physicality of the English game that's what all foreign players who come mm. into to the Premier League have to do and, and is, is him coming to Palace conditional on us staying up yes Mm-hmm. Which you know we're fairly well, no, we sure it will we'll happen. Should we address that? I'm sure we'll address that down the line. We'll talk about Watford. Yeah, we'll go back to Watford. We have got questions about that. Um, in particular, Wilf, who always seems to be centre of attention when Palace play Watford, whether he wants to or not. Um, and we've got quite a few questions, so I'm just going to chuck a few of these questions in here now. And the first one is from Mr. Cadbury's Parrot. Hi, Mr. Cadbury's Parrot. It's a great yeah. name. Says um, it's a very seventies reference. <laughs> I'm not going to ask about it. Um, Ari Zaha diving, would it help to circulate a video showing all the so-called dives, idiot pundits, and then really, or is that just fuel to the fire? Because um, he has been booked, Kevin, the most what? for simulation by any player, but yeah. I can't actually I, remember I him to, diving. I thought, to be fair to the pundits, they were all fairly adamant this weekend that he'd been very hard done by. Uh, if Apart I was from Kevin Kilban was... Well, he, but he said, when he saw it again, he apologised on the Sunday night to... to oh, did he? Pal- yeah, he apologised to Mark Chapman, made him apologise, oh, basically, okay, to, cool. to both Wilf and to... I, if I was a Watford fan, I'd be slightly embarrassed about the fact that the only time they got animated was when Wilf had the ball. Wilf didn't have a particularly... Good. Neither Wilf nor Andros, I thought, were particularly good. They certainly weren't as good as some of the tabloids implied. But the the first one, the one down our end, it was neither a penalty nor a dive. I mean, there was there was contact. Mm. Wilf's impetus took him forward. I don't think Wilf did himself any favours because when the centre back pushed him, he kind of reacted, overreacted to that a little bit, maybe. But the second one was impossible to see from where we were. But because it's we were quite low and it's a long way to see over end, but it was quite obvious because within about fifteen seconds, about three thousand people's mobile phones were going off with people tweeting or texting to go. Everyone yeah. saying it wasn't the referee guessed, and in fact, when you see it again, you kind of just think the referee guessed full stop because it's impossible. You couldn't see it in the scramble. You couldn't see it in the scramble, and there's no way you could say that's a diet. It was, it was obvious that Mariapa had lunged into him. Mm. It wasn't at all obvious, but it's, I felt for the ref a little bit. It's his first game in the Premier League. He struggled a little bit in the first half with the pace of the game. 
he was clearly influenced by the Watford fans, and he was and he was uh, evidently influenced by something about Zaha's reputation. So, so this uh, idea that he's been booked most, well, well, maybe it's a fact that he's been booked most for simulation, and maybe that actually only includes the the booking he got this last weekend. I don't know if that's the one did, that yeah, puts him over, over the top. Yeah, was, yeah, but yeah, I am absolutely certain that I was reading statistics. He was the most foul player in the Premier League Correct. last year, it's right? Start of 2015, yeah. 16. Right, right. So, so the two things, in a way, are going to go together. If you're the most fouled player in the league, at some point, you're going to be going down, going down, going down. And referees, at some point, are going to say, oh, you're going down too often, and this yeah, is yeah. how I handle it. The referee got this one completely wrong, mm, totally yeah. wrong. And Wilf, you know, that was a penalty all day long. And there are maybe elements. I mean, one of the th- on match of the day, though, that, yeah, whoever it is was say, saying something about when he got fouled just outside the box. Oh, he fell and kept falling into the that box. Was I, Kilban, yeah. That was Kilban, yeah. Yeah, but I don't yeah, yeah. think he was. I don't think he was looking for a penalty there. I think the only thing that does Wilf any disservice, and I'm not, I'm not even saying he should he should change it. But when he goes down and he's fouled, he knows he's been fouled, and he tends to turn at the ref and say, "Give me the foul." Mm. Now. Should he should he not do that? Should he just lie there on the ground and let the referee make up his mind? I don't know. Maybe there's some. Maybe that's what he's going to need to do. But people don't like it because he's got this wide-eyed look, and they think he's calling on something that's not justified. But, but he, he can't he, help he, that. But, but, that was a penalty. Dominic, that was a stone cold penalty. There's no two ways about it. Dominic will know this better than we. I mean, you saw Sterling uh, on Sunday. The penalty he got. And it was a penalty, but he was already going down to make sure he got the penalty anyway. He was, but so. That's crafty. That's what that's what attackers call it. But you, players and referees will always tell you that they do judge by the reaction of a player. Referees will say, "I, I had an indication that I'd got it wrong." When the players and you could see Wilf was just hmm. bewildered, gobsmacked. But and it's all very well Mariapa saying, "Oh yeah, Wilf," slightly naively saying, "Well, I didn't Mariapa tell the referee that he'd caught me." Well, because he didn't want to give a penalty away. <laughs> but but it's, yeah, but it's the referee will know he's made a mistake. The assessor and the things we can't. So when I say this on the train on the way home, we can't talk about a conspiracy against Palace because we've got we've scored eight penalties this season and missed two. Yeah. So clearly there isn't an agenda for referees to not give Palace. But I mean, Dominic Will's yeah. reaction that the, the way he reacts to stuff that is who he is, and in a way that is kind of the essence of what makes him such a good player. So you take that away, you won't get such a good player winning penalties anyway. No, you, you, well you're right. He's that he's not going to change. Um, He's a he's a more mature Wilfred Zaha now than he was when he won the penalty in the playoff final, yeah. which was a stonewall penalty. Which was a yeah. penalty, yeah. 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 Um, I think, I'm just looking at there. I, I did remember when he did that very very good interview with Chris Grierson at, mm. at Palace last mm. week, and we all picked up on it. He's won eight penalties for Palace in the last three seasons, um, and I mean, I think the pundits had a go at the City one, didn't they? But I thought that was a penalty. Yeah, and that was actually yeah. Sterling on him. Sterling, yeah, yeah, it was, it? yeah. Um, and he, I mean, he, he'll, he'll argue that there were a lot more than that. The one thing that's slightly alarming for me, if, if that was, he was booked for, for the diving then, Palace have had eight cautions for simulation in those three seasons. They're not all him. Andros Townsend's had a few really? as well. And that's the most in any, of any Premier League team. And, and and that largely that is because I suspect because Palace play two wingers yeah. who who are running into the box mm. at great speed. Mm. I, I imagine mm. that if if we extended Guardiola's City for another two seasons, we'll probably find they have mm. a similar number of bookings for simulation because Sane and Sterling, Sterling are, are, yeah. are doing exactly the same thing. I just think. We shouldn't get wound up by it as Palace fans because we probably enjoy watching him play. But, but the la- it's interesting yeah. the language you use when when people talk about him winning penalties because that almost implies that he's 
competing for that he's got a penalty that he didn't deserve to mm. get if you see what I mean rather than penalties being awarded because that's the sort of language that pundits always yeah. use that sort of c- coded yeah, but I think there's a difference yeah. between a, a, a dive a, a very blatant swallow dive <laughs> and yeah. which I, he, he's, I don't think he's ever done I've never no, seen I him can't do that but it, what is, the, the trouble is that a lot of pundits Chris Kamara for example it, they just take a binary approach and it's not the fact that it's not a penalty doesn't mean it was a du- necessarily exactly. a dive. Yeah, yeah. Like the like we say, the one in the first half, it yeah. was it was yeah, there was, enough, was contact, enough, yes. but it, it over- unbalanced him and he went down. But he wasn't. Looking but actually, that, uh, whoever that was, the centre half who came running over, he, he, was he on the booking already? Decore, he was already on the booking. Yeah, yeah. He just so I mean, he should have been sent if he came running from thirty yards away. Yeah, yeah, yeah came yeah, running down, do down the pitch. I mean, another referee would have just said that's you weren't even part of the action. Even if you were, you shouldn't be pushing. It's just. I mean, well, that's where I slightly disagree. I think that's where Wolf did. Did well, react, he we'll did, react, up, he did you, react a little bit because if you see there wasn't enough he sort of puts his hands on him rather than yeah, pushes him I agree him. with Kreven I, th- yeah. I think Wilf doesn't do himself any favours sometimes so, with, yeah. with the sort of arms out stretched yeah, why yeah, are yeah. you giving me a penalty for that right. yeah. um, well, right. yeah, and he contradicts yeah. himself as well because he says he's he's letting the issue slide now he's, and he said that to Chris Grierson you know I'm not going to make a big thing yeah, of yeah. this anymore but actually he does unfortunately yeah. but he can't help it well, no because that's his instinct I thought the only Watford person who came out of some dignity was the manager who said afterwards Look, it's a really crowded penalty area I didn't see it they don't strike me as a sort of team that would do that sort of thing which is exactly what you want to hear as an opposition fan but I, I think it can work in our favour because I you know, I, I think Hodgson doesn't tend to get carried away in fact the, the um, Mane handball he expressly said afterwards I'm not going to comment on it yeah, referee he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't. He's very but, good so, but this yeah. time he got cross, just cross enough to make you think that somebody at the Premier uh, PGMOL or whatever they're called will say, look, just whatever happens, don't book Will well, for anything the last three yeah. games. Chris Kavanagh's strangely been omitted from the yeah. uh, list of referees Has for he? weekend's fixtures. So. Yeah. Well, it's strange though, you think, because somebody at the, what are these professional game match officials, yeah. whatever they're called, somebody at the rep, you know, might write, somebody obviously thought, well, this is going to be his first game, let's give him a nice easy one. Palace Watford but you'd like to think that somebody would have enough sense to go well actually there's a bit of there's a bit of, there's a bit of history yeah. between yeah. those two clubs especially with Will especially, especially with Will. Uh, but they can't yeah. Tony they can't really be an, an agenda as such people say because as Dominic pointed out we have got eight I think I honestly think the two things go together I think we're, we're, we're a team that's getting fouled a lot that's rightfully getting a lot of penalties and somewhere within that uh, if your players are going down a lot I, I mean I would sort of want to in a, in a way to ask Dom that because do referees subconsciously or consciously have this reaction whereby if if they see a team's players going down a lot that they might just say well, at some point somebody's going down too easy and I'm just going to pull a card out to, to to rein it back in or do or do Palace have that reputation which we know is undeserved but do they do they have that reputation because I certainly felt it was influential on I should point out before Dominic answered that the, yeah. arguably the daftest question I ever asked on the TV show was when I asked Chris Foy the referee whether subconsciously he was influenced by things he went how would I know <laughs> <laughs> that's, why I'm, that, that's why, why I'm asking that's why I'm asking Dom who's not a referee really yeah. <laughs> that's a good answer um, oh, um, well I think Chris Kavanagh might have had that impression if you actually the one thing about the, the, the BBC match of the day analysis that did come out was that there were a succession of incidents where mm-hmm. Zaha was fouled yeah um, one of them being the one where he was fouled just outside the box and he ended up slightly in the box and I just the, the referee was obviously frazzled on his Premier League debut um, and I think the last one he clearly couldn't see what was going on there were too many bodies in front in between him and the ball mm-hmm. 
and he guessed on that one. And that is, if a referee is guessing, yeah. then, and then booking a player for yeah, the simulation, yeah, yeah. having guessed, then that is a man who's lost the plot a bit, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. And that's presumably why he's not refereeing this weekend. Right. Um, also, I think... In the, the agenda thing, no chance. No, no, no chance. No, no, no. I also, I think trying to defend the ref... In the championship, the championship is a very physical league. And it'll be used to refereeing games where they probably do give a bit more. There's a bit more give and take from referees yeah. in terms of what you can get away with before you get booked. And I think he was, he just struggled to come to terms with the pace of the game and the, yeah, what were what were deliberate fouls, what were accidental fouls. And it, it's, mm. it's at half time he looked frazzled at half time. It's yeah. like if, if you, it's a very bold guess, isn't it? If you aren't sure, it's a very bold. Well, thing I mean, to the guess frustrating that. thing is that you it, then it can't then be rescinded, which is. Frustrating, yeah, that's and it, but it is a guess, and it, and he clearly was influenced by Watford fans at that end, and a couple of you could see a couple of the Watford players making diving. Can, can I just pick up on your thing a minute ago about uh, Palace Watford being a bit of a thing? I've got a question from Harold. Hello, Harold. Hey, Harold. Says, is Palace Watford begin the beginning of a new derby? Well, if Ed was here. Because Ed, Ed, Ed sat me down the other, on Saturday night and went, Dad, you know, I'll always hate Brighton as much as you do, but he's, it, Watford for him and for his mates as well, it's, mm. it's becoming a... Mm-hmm. Mainly because of what the Watford fans' reaction to us more than anything else. But it's becoming one of those games where some Palace fans are starting to look for the Watford fixture as much as... Which is odd because, you know, it's a nice day out. And yeah. Well, Harry the Hornet does it. He didn't help. That didn't help last year. Well, yeah. also didn't help this year because he did quite a lot of walking in front of Palace fans. Putting his, his by all accounts hand. I want to say his hand, but his, his whatever. By all accounts, I don't know if this is what yeah. you'll enjoy. Yeah. Not, but apparently, the man in the suit is 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 not a great person either. So in the mascot world, yeah, apparently not not respected in the mascot world. I have to just say one one other thing that was on the back in the back of my mind about Wolf's issues with going down in the box and it's it's just sort of occurred to me along the way that not all the penalties he gains for us are from goal scoring positions and that might affect how people feel about him going down in mm-hmm. the box but the fact is yeah. if you're fouled in the penalty area it's a penalty mm-hmm. and whether or not you were about to score a goal or whether you you know the ball was going to run out before you got the cross in is actually neither here nor there mm-hmm. if you're fouled you're fouled mm-hmm. so I'm just wondering also whether people look and they say well he wasn't going to score he wasn't going to get the ball across of course with Wilf you, you never know the other thing that upset Palace fans as well is that their keeper blatantly tried to get I think it was Luca who went through on him and pulled his foot back but their keeper went down like he'd been Oh, no, and there was Wilf. Wilf went through Wilf on the keeper. But again, the replay, yeah. it looked like he was clearly sort of going for the ball. And like, Watford yeah. were a very physical side, and Watford yeah. and their players did lots of miming yellow cards. And it was yeah, they're um, gamesmanship, that, isn't it? Lot yeah, it's funny that the person who seemed to be orchestrating it all was Mariapa, though, because um, <laughs> uh, Mariapa, when he was at Palace, he wouldn't have had him down as no, no, that, no. that type of character. I know we didn't necessarily use him in the same way that Watford are, but do you know, Dominic, why Troy Deeney's apparently got a problem with Palace which I keep being told by it's quite really? a few yeah apparently he's got a real issue with Palace was, I don't know whether it was a transfer deal that didn't happen I don't remember any because I presume no. from the fans it stems from the playoffs and then the fact that we managed to beat them with two twi- two games running with one shot on target <laughs> well but no shots on target we scored an own goal yeah. scored an own goal last season didn't he and then yeah. that, that was that Dreadful miss at one 0 up. Yeah, at Salas this season. I, I just suspect we give him stick. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine. I don't, I don't think we've ever been linked with him. He, when he when he leaves Watford, I imagine he'll go back to the West Midlands, where where he uh, where he comes from. I think. Um, okay. Well, look, we're gonna 
go on to. Oh, never mind. And the next part <laughs> of the poll. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking you been, there might be a link there. but there You've been on a roll of late. We'll let you off that one. I'm tired. Um, <laughs> next part no, of the pod. Edited, he's been on a roll. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's like normally. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just like picking behind the curtain, Tony. Um, next part of the pod is questions from our listeners. So join us in a bit. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Three. Pod 254, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's a vector with a K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, very nice. Oh, it's quite nice having the variety, isn't it? Yeah, voices, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Like on the uh, Pod Extra. That's variety of voices. Good on pod them. extra. Last couple of weeks been some strong yeah, pod yeah, extras. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so before we crack on with questions from our listeners around Palace, we've got a special beer festival themed question from William G. Eldridge. Hi, William. Hello, William G. He says, <laughs> sounds, like a rap, "Sounds like a rapper." Um, says, I've just uh, purchased my tickets for the beer festival. Palace Ale Cider. What's your tipple of choice? P.S. Speroni is God. Oh, always nice. Anyone's tipple of choice? Well, yeah. <laughs> if it's if it's still there's a there's a well I, there's a strawberry cider. Um, Fruly. F- no, 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 no. It's, 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 it's like it's from. So, but there's um I, I can't remember the name of the company. They're from the West Country. But they do uh, Perry, which is the pear equivalent of cider, which is which is really nice because it upsets Steve Barrett every year because I don't I don't a the whole ale thing I don't really yeah, get but same. so I stand there trying to look as butch as I can with a <laughs> pint of perry for as long as possible yeah actually the side of the perry's, the perry's nice though the perry's the really nice, nice. Yeah. oh so would, would it be there do you reckon should be I hope so sweet yeah. I've got one for yeah. sure and it's South London and in fact we're, look, we're looking at we're looking at a uh, an unopened can of one of them but Gypsy Hill oh, Gypsy sweet. Hill was breweries are, are to me the best they're the yeah, be- yeah. best in South London and um, the Hepcat is my beer of choice um which I think is their session IPA, but the Beatnik is equally good, and uh, they are they are top of the line. Um, they, they, their packaging looks great; it's very uh, self-deprecating. Uh, and if uh, if they're pouring their uh, their Metro, which is their I think it's their New England Pale Ale or their New England IPA, if they're pouring their Metro. It's an absolutely top top beer. Wow, if, this pod yeah. just got really hipster, didn't it? Uh, yeah. if, if James Endicott's listening to this, is we get, <laughs> we're looking at an unopened can of lager. <laughs> What's going on on the pod? <laughs> um, uh, the reason I put that at this well, part... Well, just because he's drinking tea. Well, no, my, my, my brother got me a, a crate of Gypsy Hill um, beers from, from my birthday recently, and, and they're, they're magnificent. But I, I probably still end up, as an old man, sitting in a... Pub. Am I allowed to say Harvey's on this? It's a yeah. bit bright. Yeah, Harvey's is good. Yeah. 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 But they are from Sussex, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, they're Wood of Lewis, aren't they? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they pan. are good. Watching football at the Dripping Pan ground with a pint in your hand is actually a very, very good experience. Do you know there's a game at the Dripping Pan in two and a half weeks? Uh, is that the... Uh, the Renf game? game, yeah. 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 It's got to be the best name for a stadium ever, Wonderful, isn't it? It's the made Dripping Pan. Is that because of the shape of it? Is it? I have no idea. No, it's because it used to be next to a nunnery or something. No, seriously. that make sense? Seriously. I will Google it. I will Google it. In the next part, I'm honest. It's not. I, it's not what I don't know if we should go there. Not, don't go to it. Okay, no, I'll explain later. Leave, it's sorry to do with nuns. Leave, leave it. It's sorry to do with nuns. I promise. <laughs> I promise. promise. Anyway, promise me you won't do this. Promise me you'll keep this. Bit. No, because it's true. It, okay, just not what you're thinking. No, so anyway, the, on beer. <laughs> now on beer. 
Um, the beer festival. Um, <laughs> Palace have given us four tickets to give away to oh, our that's listeners. Nice. That's um, so I thought I'd, we'd do it in pairs, so two pairs. Um, just a little bit on the beer festival. 160 different beers, 40 different ciders, loads of food, including a Palace Ale sausage. And on the big screen, they're showing uh, the Royal Wedding at 12, if you care about that sort of thing, the Scottish FA Cup final at 3, and the FA Cup final at 5.30. To be in with a chance of winning one, I want our listeners to tweet us, at FYP Fanzine, their best, hashtag, CPFC Beer 11. Oh, 11. Oh. Well, any, so any player yeah, in there. Yeah. Julian Peroni. Nice. Oh, I see. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah, that was okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's all I got. Right. Steve, <laughs> Steve Koppelberg. Paddy McGuinness will play with Palace. Possibly, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, if you've got better ones than that, uh, tweet us at FYP Fanzine. Uh, include the hashtag CPFC Beer 11 and uh, we'll pick two of our favourites to get a pair of tickets to the Beer Festival each. And can they include Julian Peroni? Because that one's just too... No, that's gone. <laughs> no, complete. That's you've, gone. Got to, you've got to allow that one. That's gone. That's gone. Okay. Um, the other thing we're giving away is a place at the Palace for Life Foundation's Play on the Pitch event on Saturday, May the 19th at one o'clock kickoff. What, we while, have, the, while the Royal Wedding's going on? Sounds apparently like so. Yeah. Yeah. The what? Apparently more entertaining so. While the Royal Wedding's going on, apparently. apparently so. Well, that's going to be on the pitch during the beer festival. Yeah. 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 During the Royal Wedding. Um, yeah. So anyway, we're giving away the right-back second-half slot in Sasser Churchich's team versus AJ's team. Um, you get to wear the red and blue striped shirt, obviously. Uh, change in the home dressing room. Um, you'll have your name printed on the back of the number two shirt, which you can keep. Uh, along with shorts and socks. Not bad. To be on the chance of winning, go to FYP's Twitter, at FYP Fanzine. We've got a tweet that you've got to just retweet and you'll be on with a chance to win the place. And or you can nominate a friend who can't... Because the whole point, that, yeah. as you say every week, the reason we're doing this is because uh, it's an auction. People auction, you know, bid for places in the team. So this mm. is for people who can't afford to bid for yeah. places. So and we'll cannot, be making a donation on yeah. behalf to the foundation. So you can either... Try it for yourself or for a friend that you think yeah. deserves to play. So Exactly. Right. On with the so, questions. So that's, that's, the, that's that noise is the cat telling me that a bowl's empty. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, you got a bright cat. Yeah. Demanding cat. Yeah. It's demanding is the right one, yeah. <laughs> anyway. But she loves JD, I don't know. She does. She, yeah. yeah. Something to do with her hair, I think. She recognises some of Mine them. or hers. <laughs> <laughs> the next, first question then for this part of the pod uh, is from Dan Bimson. Hi, Dan. Hi, Dan. He says, all right, Smudge. He says, is Wilf going to be Palace's Matt Letizia? Forever touted for a big move, but happy to be a big fish in a smaller pond where he's adored. Are we calling Palace a small pond? Relati- rel- in mm. relative sense? Yeah, no, I, 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 I know where he's coming from. I, I would, you know what? I'd settle for that. Be quite honest. What's I mean? Every at the end of every season, Dominic, it's always Tottenham. This time it's Man City. It, it, in your view, what's the truth or otherwise of are these? Has his has his reputation amongst the big clubs been tarnished by what happened at Man U? Or I think to a certain extent. But but that said, um, Tottenham Hotspur were keen and they came back in from relatively recently. Um, I don't think they will again. Um, you have to bear in mind that, that Wilf is earning more money than than Harry Kane and yeah. Deli yeah. Ali combined. Combined, really? That's the reality. We are oh, wow. wow. Our um, the wages that he's got is uh, wow. Uh, I mean, th- that will improve when Spurs move to yeah. 
you know, the new ground and the redeveloped ground and they'll have more match day revenues and their their wage structure will reflect that. But the reality is, I mean, wow. Deli Ali's on 50 grand a week. Wow. We're paying Bakri Sacco more than that. Holy brother, um, really? So <laughs> it's... it's Tottenham like, fans would be intrigued to hear that as well. But, no, but isn't there something could... with the Spurs wage where, yes, they don't get as much wages, but I think they earn yeah, more the, the, in bonuses they'll be and bonuses. images. They'll, right, get, they'll right, get around it. They have to right. get around it somehow. To the, but I mean, the, but the basics <laughs> is that, that it, it would be unlikely that Spurs would be able to afford... It's ridiculous, but they wouldn't be able to afford Wolf of Zaha. Yeah. That said... Um, look, I'm, 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 look. Bear in mind that I don't want Wilfred to go anywhere, and I'm very encouraged by what he said this week. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. fact, where he suggested that he wouldn't be going anywhere. Um, if you look at the London clubs, and, and I think if he was to move, then he would probably stay closer to home this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that really just leaves Arsenal and Chelsea as options for him. Um, Chelsea admire him definitely, and 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 like what he's doing, but. But whether they would be, whether they would see him as a type of player that they, they could indulge in the way that Palace can, is debatable mm. and doubtful probably. Um, and Arsenal are in such a state of flux, and to be honest, that their attacking options are pretty good as they mm. are. Mm. It's more their defensive reinforcements that needed over the summer. So I just, I just don't see where he would go. I mean, City's been mentioned, but again, he wouldn't be indulged at City, no. and, and he'd be competing with Sterling and Sane. Mm. You know, he's not going to play that many games. Some variation of this question comes up every week on this pod because I listen every single week. (laughs) I genuinely do. And it's, it's, let's just celebrate that he's here. I mean, if he is our man with Tessier, I'm uh, genuinely, I'm fine with that. I don't know if we'll be a top six side in my lifetime. I've been waiting. Well, we have been in my lifetime, so we can be again. Um, I, I just, I'm of the opinion that he will stay while we're premiership. And I also think Kevin hit on the point, I think it was just, just last week, and that he is an utterly brilliant player and, and a lot of neutrals love him. He's not yet of the level to go to the clubs that we would be mm. happy to sell him to, i.e., uh, you know, Real, Barca, PSG, something like that. He's, he's, to be honest, he's not. I mean, I'd love him to bits, but he's not up there yet. He, he needs to have an incredibly consistent season or two. So let's let's just enjoy it. I don't see him going anywhere. <clears throat> we get relegated, different story. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be also, so stupid also, to do I, it, I, and we love him, and he loves the club. I mean, it, he won't get that anywhere else. Also, well, I think the Matt Letizia comparison, which has come up before, some from, from some people implies that that's a bad thing. Whereas I think most people, yeah. Matlatis, most neutral football fans would Loved would rate yeah, yeah, in, yeah. in his yeah. in the, the top ten all time Premier League players. Yeah, and he's and yeah, I think Wilf strikes me as somebody who would probably would be happy with that sort of recognition. Mm. He's decided to play uh, for the Ivory Coast rather than England, so that's as we say that's taken out of him. So you know, it'd be nice if we could offer him a, a sniff of Europa League or whatever, but and not a constant battle against relegation, but. I think we love him so much that if he were to go somewhere else, we'd understand it and be disappointed. Mm. But I think the Letizia, I, I admire him for... Yeah, for I only saw that as a positive question. Yeah, yeah good, good, good. good. Um, uh, another Wilf question then from Cavtronic. Hi, Cav. says, now that the home supporters sing Rock the Casbah to bring on wan can they finally do a version of Spanish Bombs for Wilf Saha? <laughs> I don't know that song. I know the song, yeah. I don't get the reference. Spanish Bombs. What, how does the song go? I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> um, but I think Mick Jones sings it, um, if that helps. It's on mm. London Calling. It's a great song. Okay. Yeah. I'll listen to I it. I encourage, encourage everybody to listen, but I can't, I don't get the reference. Do you? Does anybody get the reference? I'm trying to hear it's the tune. It's about the Spanish life. Civil War, but I don't, I don't, how does Wolf Zaha fit into the Spanish Civil <laughs> no, War? I think, I'm, I think I'm it's probably more, more the, the tune than the actual. 
I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see the whole of the homestead <laughs> chanting no pass around <laughs> the, the series of red and black flags in, in tribute to the jury column during this Spanish Civil War but right <laughs> shall we I feel like that, that might be the name for the podcast this week shall, um, what shall we uh, next question is about Joel Ward from mm. Chris D'Souza hi Chris he says can we appeal Joel Ward's foul that didn't lead to a second yellow card <laughs> I'm assuming he means that we got sent off I did you see? Were you at the game, Dominic? No. I thought it was really interesting. As soon as Joel got the first yellow card, everyone was around me and saying, well, you'll have to take him off, bring Wambasaka on. There's a couple of us saying, well, that's not how Roy worked. It wasn't, it wasn't his best game. It was compounded slightly by right at the end. When, from the last 15 minutes, Watford looked like they'd be happy for a point. Mm. We kind of looked like we'd be happy for a point. And then first minute of injury time, Wardy miscontrolled it on his chest mm. gave a free kick away on the edge of the box mm. which luckily amounted to nothing but it kind of summed up his his game I, un- I fully understand Roy Roy will always go for the conservative option Dominic I think you probably agree and I understand why he kept a fit Joel in team but you do miss Wan-Bissaka's mm-hmm. energy especially when we've gone back to that, that thing we had earlier on when Van Arnholt is getting forward on the left side so well and on the right side, it's just not, it's, it's unbalancing it. But I still don't think Wan-Bissaka will start again until we're safe. mathematically safe. I, th- I, I don't know this for sure. Um, oh, I like the sound of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> I just, you're, you're right in terms of the conservative thing, but I think there are other, when, when Roy Hodgson picks a team and, and when he's talking to two senior centre-halves, um, and he's got a young Tyro right back who's he's made his name and, and done brilliantly, um, but it's probably getting to a stage now where he's either he would have been fatigued after I mean, playing yeah, those matches. But also, I don't think we should underestimate quite how much those centre halves have to talk that player through a Premier League game, remind him all the time as to what his duties are and where he should be, uh, how the bat line operates. And, and if one of those centre halves isn't entirely fit, then his he's got to concentrate on doing his job rather than doing the job of the person alongside him as well uh, and that that's just a theory but i've just i've heard of a couple of little whisperings that you know one of those might not be quite at tip top condition and okay. in which case you which one tompkins well the right side of one right, yeah. So, so, well, yeah so yeah, you go yeah. with the experienced option mm. but joe ward is is um rusty he, mm. he missed a hell of a lot of chunk, football, yeah. didn't he? I mean, he missed three months, pretty much, um, with what that one appearance at Everton. And, and I think we know what when Joel Ward gets back into a rhythm, we know what he'll offer. Mm. He won't be the bombing up the wing all the time like that Wan-Bissaka did. Um, but I do think that he, for, for all that he had an awful game at Watford, and he very obviously had a very poor game, I think he probably is the more reliable option at this moment. Um, and then maybe when safety is assured, and if they beat Leicester on Saturday, then they're there potentially. Mm. Then you'll probably see Wan Bissaka for the last few games of the season. But that's interesting the centre half thing because I think I think I think it was a Tottenham game, which was Wan Bissaka's first Debut, game. Yeah, yeah. And Fossi Mensah was the right-sided centre back, oh. and he was because it's in front of us in the halfway. He was talking to Wan Bissaka the entire time mm. until about halfway through the first half when Wan Bissaka got 
obviously got a bit bored of somebody his own age <laughs> telling him <laughs> yeah, what to exactly, do. Yeah. But that's interesting that you think he's got to be spoken to and, and guided. I just think and, that's natural. I yeah, think that's, of course. And, yeah, and yeah, you'd yeah, expect yeah. that of a senior centre-half as well, yeah. when, when you've got a kid who's played four or five games alongside yeah. you. Um, it's And bear in mind, he's also, not, again, a very good video that Palace produced yeah. in the week. He, this is a kid who's been playing further forward in his, yeah. Yeah, in his yeah, youth yeah, yeah. as well. So he's not maybe schooled in all the defensive responsibilities in, to the extent that a Joel Wilton He's would only be. recently become really a defender. Yeah, exactly. I've yeah. got another question which I'll, I'll put to Tony from Daniel Edwards. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. He says, is Roy playing Ward because his contract is up at the end of the season? I believe ABW will be our right back, but we need cover and if Ward is omitted from the squad now, probably leave on a free. So is this good stewardship from Roy? I would be very, very surprised if that's uh, Rory's motivation. <clears throat> it just doesn't seem like how Rory would be f- be thinking. And in fact, it certainly hadn't occurred to me. I think <clears throat> we've all questioned Rory's decision a little bit. I mean, uh, you know, prior to the Brighton game, everybody was just a little bit weirded out by that decision to play Ward. And the fact that he kept him um, last week for the Watford game, same same thing. But, I am, you know, I'm not going to question a coach who took this club over, you know, when it was in the state it was in yeah. and that far adrift and has got this, that far ahead. Um, so in terms of what, you know, it, 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 there are a couple of things with Roy that, that me as an armchair coach, because I'm definitely, have never done it, um, might do things differently, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to seriously question what he does. I can't believe that would be his motivation. I think Roy is just trying to get the points mm-hmm. and we don't know exactly what's going through his head. I'm, and sometimes I'm surprised people don't ask Roy more, you know, blunt questions in, in, in uh, press conferences. I mean, just to ask him, Roy, why don't you play more substitutes? Roy, what is he does your get thinking? Asked that, to be fair. Yeah. Well, Fernandez's reaction is, is pretty spiky. And yeah. <laughs> Well, does that get edited out? No, no, he mentioned this last week because that, that charity do I was talking about, he was asked that same question and he was quite spiky is one, word, yeah, one way of putting it. But yeah. he also, he did explain the, the one decision to leave Wan-Bissaka out and it was partly because of what Dominic said. He said a young player coming in four or five games into the Premier League it hits his legs basically mm-hmm. it's a huge, mm-hmm. yeah, the yeah, adrenaline. Yeah, yeah but, sure. but also yeah. he said that he thinks that fans after four or five games, fans start to judge them as grown-up oh, players yeah, experience, yeah, rather yeah. than as one yes, of their own. So well, That's sort of part, partly what yeah, I mean. There, there, there's me sitting, you know, like, like anybody else who comes in the pub before the game and says, you know, what, what's he dropped him for? Yeah. Well, but Dominic, there's, there's, Dominic there's, you know, there's, there's a reason method. for it and it's a reason that's, you know, Hodgson's, you know, the other side of 70 and he knows a lot about football from experience. Well, also, yeah. he's not as cuddly. I mean, Dominic and JD will know this from press conferences. He's He's not... He's not necessarily always good cop. He is when he wants to be. He can, he can be, and he's obviously an articulate, literate yeah. figure. But, but if you ask him the wrong question... Will, yeah, he will close down. The, the eyes will glaze over and he will... Yeah. I kind of respect him for that. But yeah, yeah, likewise. Yeah, totally. I, I mean, he gave me a short shift at Chelsea when I... The last question in his in his initial press conference was had, had been about how the first half performance and how poor it had been. And um, he, he had said it was a absolutely dis- you know shocking performance, the worst he'd been in, since he'd been in charge, really since that little revival. And the one thing he'd done at half time was take Christian Benteke off, mm. but it wasn't sort of followed up in that press conference. So the, we all go off into our little huddle for the Monday yeah. newspapers, and the, so I asked him, well, "Was that a reflection on Benteke's performance?" And I. You know, by the end of his little tirade, of after that, I was like, I'm not asking any more, Roy. Thanks very much. Cheers. Okay. All the best. Um, Does he bear grudges? Though? Is he, he's a no, sort of, he no, no, no. 
Uh, no. There was a nice story. I can't remember who told me it. That in a in one of the pre-game ones, he got quite shirty with a uh, a lady from Sky Sports, and then afterwards she'd gone quite quickly, and he went tried to apologise. Oh, and okay. then next week, whoever the Sky person was, a guy, he said, "Can you pass on my apologies to oh, okay. your colleague because I was a bit shirty with her?" So definitely doesn't hold a grudge. Yeah, good. That's good. But on the subject of Roy, Jerry Foley. Hi, Jerry. Says, I have a feeling Roy is going to leave us at the end of the season. Am I being paranoid? Every time we get stability, something or someone screws it up. He's not being paranoid, but my mind is on Roy staying. <laughs> yeah. I mean... That's what I say. He's not, par- he's not paranoid. We're not paranoid we fear, it we happens fear to us a lot. It does. But I think Roy will stay. I hope so. I mean, he, the thing about Roy is, that, yes, he is 70, but he's still got so much... He's like a 21-year-old still. He's so passionate for yeah. the game. Yeah, and he's got... I know he's got Ray with him as well, but he's got he's got young people around him as well. I think keeping him young, mm, um, yeah. and uh, I, he's got another twelve months, hasn't he? I think I, I, I can't see him. I'm praying well, that he won't. <laughs> <laughs> be very of praying that. Well, well, you, you assume that he obviously clearly loves football, but yeah. this would be his last job. You can't imagine him getting another job no. in no. football. No. You'd imagine he'd want a pre-season just to show what he can do, but also he just because he's a Palace fan, he's from the area. It's he's clearly will bask in the glory of keeping us up which would be a massive achievement yeah. might be slightly o- overshadowed by Sean Dyche and what have you but it will be a massive achievement mm. keeping us up but do you, do you get the feeling Dominic that he's kind of looking to build a dynasty with Stephen Reid for example that he, he would want to encourage that maybe the next manager he would want to be Stephen Reid or or would I the club on that? Do I don't think? even know whether Stephen Reid would, would, would want to be a manager quite yet but right. and certainly he's, he's starting out on his coaching career and and has impressed everybody with what he's been doing at palace um it, it did i did wonder about that the other day you know whether the, there is a there is scope to to uh, to groom a, a new manager in waiting over uh, it, whether the next year is is roy's last year or not i mean this isn't going to go on forever is it i mean mm. we're not gonna roy's probably not gonna be there in in two years three years time so would it be a chance to to bring someone in and get, get them used to palace but to be honest, to, to do that takes an awful lot of long-term thinking and, and oh, yes, life in the yeah. Premier League isn't really like is like that. Fine, yeah. <laughs> what's, what's his relation? I mean, where does Doogie Freeman fit in with the, the Hodgson sort of hierarchy? It's a very good question. Um, he does refer to Doogie quite a lot, with particularly when he's got he gets asked questions about things that he doesn't really want to talk about. Well, <laughs> although I love that he calls him Doug. Doug, yeah. <laughs> Doug Freeman. He I'm sure Doug, Doug, he would hate that. Hate that. <laughs> well, anyway. I yeah. think, I mean... Dougie's role is intriguing, um, and uh, Dougie is a man with a lot of ideas and a lot of things that he wants to get done. Um, and you'd like to think that Palace is the right environment for him to get those things done. But I think a lot of those are long-term planning and long-term vision. Um, I, but it's just you know, I, I suspect part of Dougie wants to go back into management at some point as well. Um, I don't know whether he'll be entirely comfortable forever being a mm. technical director. Is yeah. that his yeah. you know, sporting uh, director? Sporting director. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, it's nice to have a figure like that around the place who can potentially offer some continuity. Speaking of transfers, we've had a few questions about transfers, but I'm going to stick just one because apparently there's a rumour today or this week about Balassi being with Palace. So Alex Burt and oh, yeah. Joey Druce. Do you not get a hello? Oh, sorry, Joe. I said hi. Which one? It's the way you were looking at this, James. <laughs> they, both, they both just say your th- thoughts on on Yannick re-signing. Well, how do you feel about that, Kevin? I think before we answer that, we should ask Dominic whether there's any substance to it. Do you know? I hadn't heard that. 
I think it's funny watching the um, halfway through the Watford game on Saturday. I felt that the poorness of the match was calmer for the way we talked about West Ham Stoke being awful last week. And then watching the Everton uh, Newcastle game on Monday night, I think this is possibly even worse than both those two games. And Yannick kind of stood out for being, it just looks like a maverick in a Sam Allardyce team. Because he's clearly trying to do things that don't quite fit into the regimented format. Mm-hmm. And they weren't coming off. And when they don't come off of Yannick, I would, I'd love to have him back. I mean, it's, all his talk last week is Shakiri. I think Yannick, he would probably say he's the best football he's played has been at Palace. He's not as good a player as Zaha, but he's certainly an option. He's certainly somebody you'd want. He's, he's one of those players who can make things happen out of nothing, which perhaps even Wolf can't do. Mm. You know, Yannick will make a tackle or a or a block. I'd be delighted to see Yannick, but I suspect that he would, Yannick would be. Yeah, he's a, he's a Palace fan, isn't he? I think so. You, you I mean, can see it. Well, I mean, you can really cares, see it when he's, he? I think, he cares. Yeah, you I, see it in his tweets and his comments. Yeah, I mean. um, yeah he'd be welcome. I mean, <clears throat> it was staying on the subject. He'd be yeah, um, he'd be welcome. When when he was sold, I was okay with him being sold because we got great the money bit, for yeah, him, particularly yeah. considering what we spent on him, and we got somebody who scored seventeen goals last season, mm. and it seemed, and we and we kept Wilf. Who's yeah. the same, you know, kind of player as Yannick, but better? Yeah. So I was really happy with that. Now that the person who scored 17 goals last year has not followed through, Yannick's not here, and he seems to be hurting another club. You could see him coming back, but I don't know how many players we can buy back. I mean, we bought Wilf back. Are we going to really buy Yannick back as well? Yeah, I, I do like know, it. I suppose create put the band yeah. back together. <laughs> I think there'll probably be a lot of people listening going. It would be a retrograde because yeah, if we spend most weeks as we do talking about Chung Yong Lee and Bakary Sako. You know, if we want to move forward, they're the sort of players that we have to replace. And you could arguably say that getting Balassi back as anything other than a squad player would be a, not an indication of ambition yeah, in a way. But it's just, I think there's a, a lot of sentiment there you know, that he, 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 he'd be a better player back at Palace than he is at, at Everton and he'd be happy. But no, even though I said that, I don't think in the Premier League it's not the reason to buy a player is it just to make him happy but I mean Wilf again quite a few times there's so many times when when a pair of them played well together when mm. back fours didn't know what to do midfielders didn't know what to do he didn't know whether to stick or twist he didn't know whether to go two on Balassi or two on Wilf and yeah. they made so much space for, for each other and for people coming through But and out wide is a position I think Palace have been looking at in the past and they have extra options yeah although that said um I don't think we should devalue what Andreas Townsend's offered this season because right. he's never right. he's never played this many games before no, in a right. Premier League season. So it's it's uh, I think he's actually been quietly impressive. But with but I feel I feel desperately sorry for for Yala for for what's happened at Everton because he went there as as you know as as a, a person who, the spark the creative spark they needed a bit of pace injection of pace into Ronald Koeman's side and then. The knee injury. I, yeah. I don't. I don't think, given the seriousness of that, I don't think you ever. You're never going to get back to what you were entirely, and I. I do think that's one reason why Palace shouldn't try and resign him because yeah. I, I do think. I mean, we. I look back at that. Even the promotion, the promotion-winning season that when we had Palacio and Zaha on yeah. the wings, and, and you know I'd watched Palace under Koppel and loved it, but that was the most exciting yeah. it's been. It was exciting. It was so. Yeah. It was so it was. unpredictable and. And, and thrilling to watch, but do you think it was necessary for Everton to play him again this season, given the, the nature of the injury? Because they were they, uh, they'd been be safe honest, pretty much from January. But I mean, given 
given the poison around that club uh, to, to, to offer a, a, a bit of colour, a bit of yeah. a yeah. bit of a thrill to any game yeah. at that club. They needed him playing. Yeah. Um, I, just, I actually thought, and, and I watched that, I was subjected to that game the other night as well, and it was... He actually put in a couple of really good crosses, yeah, which no true. Everton player two, two, read in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah two no one. Yeah, and he's, you could see it's still still there, but it's not quite there on the same level. And, it's, yeah. and he's obviously a man still feeling his way back in. Yeah. Hopefully, a pre-season behind him, and next season he's, he's flying again. But but I do worry given the the age and the seriousness of of, of that injury. Yeah. Yeah. Allardyce doesn't help himself sometimes when he says, "I've got this club into the top 10 what more do they want? Oh, well, mm. it's Everton. Mate. It's like <laughs> <laughs> they want a bit more. Um, we touched on Benteke there, and we had a few questions. And this question is not from, by name. Sorry, inference. No, it's it's rather yeah, we yeah. knew <laughs> what you were talking about. Um, Seki, oh, Seki says, uh, "Do you think Benteke has just given up? His attitude on the his attitude on the pitch mm. for the short amount of time he's on doesn't exactly scream super sub." I don't think that's fair. I I thought he'd shored it up. I was surprised. I thought he'd bring Benteke on earlier in the second half, to be honest, because certainly in the first half, the ball was coming back and it it didn't in the last 10 minutes because he does does occupy both centre-backs. It's not flamboyant or glamorous what he does and he's a striker, so of course you judge him on scoring goals, but he, he did make the last 10 minutes a bit more comfortable than some of the previous eight he had been I don't. Th- I certainly don't think he's given up at all and, and from what I can hear from within the club he's so grateful for the way he's been treated by the management and other players that I don't I don't think that's the case I was, and if he's I still wouldn't be surprised if he's fit I think he'll start on on Saturday the only thing uh, I, I, I'd add to that because I don't think he's given up I think he may have given up trying to score goals in the sense that he is a very, very good team player, and he always has been. And there, I, I, watching him, I think he's sort of stepped back from this idea that, yes, I only scored two goals this season, I'm a failure to be, I'm a team player, I'm trying to help the team win mm-hmm. the game. Yeah. Yeah. And in that sense, he hasn't given up. It might just be that he's, you know, between the confidence and, and what he thinks his role is and what Roy's making his role, that he might be uh, stepping back from the idea that he's got to head every ball into the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I doubt if Roy would have said to him with 10 minutes to go against Watford, go on and win me the game, mm. he would have instructed him to that. It's interesting, Dominic, as well, that Roy talked very openly at this uh, Palace Foundation thing the week before last about Benteke being badly coached at previous clubs and also implying that also by previous Palace managers and that he was having to teach him to do other stuff and that it was a period of season of transition for him, which I thought was remarkably good piece of public speaking from, mm. from Roy because it would have been easy to say he did he did say he's having a bad patch and it's been 52 weeks but he, but I thought that was very but publicly I mean is it, and, it's, and you could see the, the Brighton game you see the way the players yeah. celebrated with him so he's I don't think he's given up at all I I think why would he give up he's, he's well, got an opportunity to get into the, the with, World Cup yeah with that's where he's gone absolutely yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's between him and Divock Origi, who's had a pretty yeah. horrendous time at Wolfsburg this season. So, yeah. you know, he, he has to prove himself in the next few weeks. But one thing on, on that, I, I mean, I didn't see Watford, but Brighton, I, I know we were in retreat at that point when he came on. Um, but I, I did look at his performance that day and think he's not a natural substitute to fling on with 15 minutes to mm. go to make a difference. But that said... 
you go back to I think it was December time when we played Stoke and he came on at half time in that game and yeah. I thought he transformed that that performance yeah. Um, yeah. On, on that occasion he, he would be suited for Leicester on Saturday so you'd imagine he'll start that one do you think he'll be here next season no I don't actually really yeah I, I mean it surprises me what you say about Roy and because and, that implies that he will be there next season yeah. but I think if Palace got if Palace got a good offer as in an offer that pretty much paid what they paid for him then I can't see why they would refuse it. Think that's a big if yeah well, possibly yeah. it's a big if but is I it, mean is I, it, I can't will I Villa getting promoted I'd be surprised if well that was a rumour but and it, I think Villa, Villa and Villa's supporters would love to see him back mm. there but um, whether they'd, they'd be able to, to pull that out of the bag having just been promoted I don't know um, I think Palace's best hope is still probably a Chinese club yeah. coming in for him. Really? Yeah. Okay. But, you know, mm-hmm. I, personally, I'd much rather he was at Palace next season because yeah. I do think this season is, is one year in isolation. Yeah, 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 exactly, back in his yeah. career and he's, he's a 15, yeah. 20 yeah. goal yeah. striker. Yeah. And we know so. that. We've seen that. Yeah. 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 We know that player's in there. Um, okay, so next question is from Boy Andy. Hi, Hi Boy. Boy Andy. He says, at this time of year, I normally bet on Palace to go down. This, this year's was twenty quid at twenty five to one. Uh, the Forty way to I, one now. Is it? Is it? No, yeah. to go down. Be longer. Oh no! To, oh, no, to go down. To, we're to trying to fit. question. To, to, yeah, so yeah. the go down odds will be longer, <laughs> won't they? Anyway, and this, uh, the way I see it, a this should automatically guarantee us survival, and b if it doesn't, at least my season ticket is paid for. Am I a bad person? Yes. Yes, you're also a yeah. fool because you bet on it every year. Yeah, and, and you lose your money every year. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you keep you keep betting. It's like you know, betting yeah. on the same number on roulette. It's going to come around eventually. Yes, but you won't make money on it by the time it does. Yeah, who paid yeah. for your season ticket last year? Then <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, you can't have much money if he keeps chucking it away. <laughs> yeah. Um. yeah, it's interesting. The book is very. He's not a bad yeah. person. He's just a yeah. bad gambler. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure he's a great person. We love you. I'm trying just to work don't, out. Don't gamble. It's, it's obviously doesn't work for you. With 40 to 1 to stay up and 1 to 250, whatever it is. The book is yeah. very ready to get these things wrong. Yeah. So What's the percentage now? It's going to be like 1.1 1. 1, 1, 1 apparently 1% on that. Or something. Andy Street's famous Opta Index. Street would know, wouldn't he? Yeah. Um, okay, got a question from James Mitchell. Hi, James. Very controversial, this one. It says, am I the only Palace fan who just hates watching this team? I only really enjoy watching after the game has ended and we won. I don't think I've ever enjoyed watching Palace because it matters too much. Yeah. I love oh, the no, euphoria of a goal, but it doesn't make up for the unbearable tension and utter misery following a defeat. Palace do put you through it, don't well, they? I think they that's put... about right. Yeah. <laughs> it's the five minutes after the game that makes up for the... Yeah. We will eventually be falling up at half-time against somebody and enjoy... Well, it's a hole last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, that was good. that was well, actually yeah. for long periods of that game. I didn't think we played no, that no, well. I mean, that was in a, yeah. you know that that was that that was in a nutshell. That was that was the Brighton game. I mean, that's why that you know that that post match pod we did was you know that was the yeah, there's a post match pod, but you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. One, um, day, one, day. <laughs> one day, your ship will come in. Um, <laughs> But I mean, yeah, that was that was an unbearable second half as a Palace fan, and it was one of those games that, in many ways, you long for the old days when, when you know, maybe you couldn't get to the game and and you couldn't watch it on TV. You could just see the result and yeah. just go around gloating about the result because the result yeah. was superb. Yeah. We beat Brighton yeah, yeah, three yeah. two. That second half was the longest second half I've yeah. sat through, especially given the late goals we'd let in every single yeah. week previously yeah. for like five weeks or something. And that Murray so, chance, yeah. So I get what he's getting at, but I I actually <laughs> uh, uh, sort of. 
I'll be uh, contrarian. I'd say this season's been maybe the most entertaining season in some ways since 75, 76. Giving everybody else such a head start was just hilarious. I mean, we were just like, how many records can we break from not getting a goal, yeah. not, not scoring yeah. a point? And to be in this position right now, to have had some of the games we've had, some of the wins we've had, some of the great performances, all these late goals, it's been drama. It's been a really entertaining season. So, yeah, I know I know what he's, he's getting at, but I, I, I enjoy it. I just would enjoy it with a two-goal cushion for more than two yeah. minutes. And so, I mean, if he wants fun and entertainment, then he wants Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. Is what he wants. But I think in terms of the football, I mean, it's not... Oh, Man City. It's not like the Pulis. It's not like... We've played some... We've played some great football. Some, some, great football. Yeah. some, some yeah. really Go good back football. to that move yeah. against Brighton that had the, the first uh, half with the, 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 the And Van Hanna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's some really... Yeah. Um, okay, final yeah. question then for this week's pod is from Palace Tony 17 it's oh, a good name. Tony said it is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have that, but I'm not 17 anymore. Which one are you, though? What number are you if he's 17? Uh, 21. <laughs> good number. <laughs> says, do the gang think my daughter Stephanie should relax now on the ground that she had arranged her wedding next year on the date of the playoff final? The only problem being her girlfriend Jasmine is a Saints fan. Whoa. Saints may be in a Ooh, playoff okay. next year. Next year, we talk about next year. Next year, yeah. So hopefully they'll be down. We assume Saints, but I think more people should arrange their weddings in January. It's just a lot easier. This is becoming like an ongoing no issue. One would arrange a wedding in May, would they? Who would do that? <laughs> 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 to be fair, I was very precise and waited till the end of the season. Had We're getting quite finished. a few questions about missing weddings, aren't we? And yeah, yeah, wearing palace shirts to weddings. Yeah, uh, my, my wedding is red, white, and blue themed as well. White, okay, of course. Oh, yeah. I think it's okay if, amateur, wedding, course, if your wedding's it's more yeah. important than your <laughs> 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 How dare you? Most integrated town in the UK, as, we, as we've mentioned. Yeah. I should say, I think it's great. If you, 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 your wedding should be more important than your football team. It's just uh, yeah. sometimes if you involve other people um, and you expect them to give up the football match. I mean, I think that's the problem when you expect your guests to come mm. and give up a football match. And well, they're not, like the, one, test, really, they're not the ones getting married. Or your best man, perhaps. Yeah, who might be more of a Palace fan than he really wants to be best man, that kind of thing. Yeah, it'd be a more positive question if he said it's on the day of the Europa League final next year. Nice, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah, that would be positive. So, um, <laughs> to, to, to that note, my, my, my very they best friend... They've planned ahead, not they? They really have planned ahead. Yeah, they ahead, have, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 So, I'll, I'll tell this anecdote quick. My very best friend is from a long line of Palace fans, and he's the youngest kid, and he just grew up and rebelled and was a QPR fan. He's oh. just always enjoyed hating Palace. Oh. I like him despite this. Oh. So, um, for his wedding, he got married on the day that Arsenal put us down from uh, the old First Division, really? and it was the best day of his life because he got married and all his <laughs> brothers were in tears. <laughs> and he just, he was so wow. happy that day. Blimey. He was just like, this is brilliant. I get married and Palace go down. And, and you're every- still friends yeah. with him. Yeah, I'm still friends with him um, because, you know, QPR, who? Fair, yeah. yeah. Who's laughing now? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks very much for your questions. <laughs> um, after the break, we're going to preview Palace's game against Leicester at the weekend. So join us in a bit. Hello and welcome back to the Show Your Fan Podcast. Hey! Pod 254, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing board you needs. Go to Vector.co.uk. Vector with her. Okay. okay. And JCIS, a global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, that's like a teacher at the front of a class. <laughs> um, right. Palace play Leicester at the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, a chance to confirm survival. Not, um, not quite. Yeah, if we win, surely. Not, not mathematically, but... Really? Really? Yeah. 
right. We can be. We can. Up. We can. Stoke. We, we are staying up. We are staying up. If Stoke lose to Liverpool and we get a point, then Stoke can't catch us. But but Southampton still, game in hand. Even so if they not, lo- oh, game in hand. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, oh, but 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 just to throw you the Swansea. It's Swansea. Yeah. And that would mean that Swansea can't. Yeah. Therefore, catch us, aren't they? Well, Swansea would have to lose to Stoke and Yeah, Okay. Well, there's a scenario where we stay up with 35 points, which yeah. is. Yeah. 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 So. Is there a scenario there that, are, in theory, on Saturday, we could stay up if everything else goes our way? No, we could no, be. Not quite. We not could, quite. We could, West Brom can't catch us. There's a big scenario that Stoke can't catch us, but Southampton will be nine points behind us with three games to go. Right. And the goal difference isn't right. spectacularly different, but they've also got Swansea to play and. Okay. So, on the theme of the Leicester game, Samir yeah. Chimasaini says, "Will Le- with oh, will Leicester being well, with Leicester being on the beach, will Leicester being on the beach play into our favour, and will our intensity be too much for them?" I have is, a, is on the I, beach a thing? No, yeah. I, I well, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, it may be. Is I actually have a, a a a real worry about this Saturday's game. Um, what was our what was our biggest win of the season? Away at Leicester. Away at Leicester. Um, I had a look. What was Leicester's... I think apart from Man City, what was their worst defeat of the season? Certainly their worst home defeat. If you look at the fact that when we lost 3-0 at home to Huddersfield at the start of the season, there was a lot of motivation in that Palace team to go back to Huddersfield and make up for that. Uh And I just have a feeling that Leicester are going to be looking at this and saying we should never have lost 3-0 to this team. We're in ninth place or whatever they are. You know, we've got to get something out of this game. And that, that part worries me because mm. I think there's always something to play for when you've had a really bad result against a team earlier in the year. And Even if you've got nothing to play for in the league? Well, sometimes you've got nothing to play for, you relax and you... A bit more free. Bit more free. Oh, I yeah. think they're playing for some pride about losing 3-0 at home to Palace. So I am, I am but, you know, I'm cagey about it for that reason. I think you can find a reason in every game we play... Yeah, Watford. Yeah, I, I felt that about Watford. They really don't like us, Brighton, for obvious mm. reasons. We drew two all with Leicester this time last season after being two. Mm. I think. Yeah, I yeah. think the other thing you can't overlook is Claude Puel won't be that unhappy if Southampton go down after the way he was treated by them. And I, mm. I, 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 it. I hate to again. I'm channeling my inner Andy Street, but statistics would imply. Yeah, we just our record against teams outside the top six. Is really really it's good. We, don't, we just don't tend to lose against and them. So not a team playing well, actually, not, the two wins in ten. The the two wins in so. ten. Their away form's not brilliant. Yeah. I think they will probably go you know, go forward, which will help us. I, I would take a point now, to be perfectly honest. But yeah, we we talked about uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, the BBC have been saying for quite some time, and their top points boffing is quite good. They've been saying thirty-seven points would mm-hmm. be fine. So we talked about after the Liverpool game getting seven points from the last six games we've got five already our record and statistically you've, you'd expect us to get a point under normal circumstances you'd expect at least for us to get at home as a point against hmm. Leicester I'm fairly confident no. as you said our results against teams around us which is something for the last couple of years we've been desperate yeah, to try and improve I don't th- and also I don't think Palace would have been that mo- when they went to Huddersfield I don't think they'd have been that motivated by losing 3-0 under you a different, I, I think they'd be more motivated by the fact that three points against Huddersfield was a very, very valuable. Mm. It was timely, three very points. timely that time. Anyway, I, 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 I think if anything, they'd try. And, they they wouldn't want to rectify something that happened under 
Frank, Frank. the Boar in, right. in the first place, really. But, um, but you're like, you're a Palace fan, so you look for reasons why we can't <laughs> you can't win the games. We're I just all, don't want us to get overly confident. Well, I know, yeah, but you always look, yeah. it's like you always look for players that they've got who can score goals against the, the ex-Palace players. You I totally yeah. feel the same way, yeah. Tony. But I don't think under Roy that happens to us. I think. We're a lot more sort of level-headed, Dom, aren't we, on, on the Roy? We don't I think I was really saying as fans, actually. I was thinking, oh, as, fans. I was, yeah, oh, okay. I was oh, thinking yeah, yeah. as fans. I am, I am completely confident we're staying up. I don't have a problem with that. I just think we will be... If we get a point against Leicester, like Kevin just said, I'd settle for that now because I, I think this, this idea that we're in form, we can beat Leicester, there's still many points ahead of us and a much better team than us. And... Yeah, I still do think they have that to play for. So let's let's be realistic about our expectations for this particular yeah, we've game. Got eight points I'm out. more concerned. I really would like uh, Liverpool to put out a strong team against what? Stoke and just sort Stoke out because if Stoke have everything to play for against Palace the week mm. after, that's a concern. Mm. I think that I concern. think that does make a slight difference because the the Brighton game was helped by the fact that Southampton were two 0 up against Chelsea and, and we all left the pub yeah. as they were losing three mm. two, and if Stoke have lost. Against Liverpool, it's the only kickoff. So if we're leaving yeah. the pub and Stoke have already lost, yeah. which would mean that with the goal difference they can't catch us, that would make a big, yeah. a big difference. Southampton have got the other thing is it, it, there's no logic to ex- expecting that Stoke and Southampton, uh, after having lost six games and five games, and would suddenly start winning especially their that, last three games. No, anyway, yeah. Especially that state's defeat to Chelsea as well. Like it's such at that time in the season to throw that away, those two goals, yeah. like it's, it's a massive blow for them. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and see Mark Hughes tomorrow. So oh, interesting! See, yeah, just to see what the state of play is down there. Um, the, the, the reality is, <laughs> <laughs> hello, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reality is that they've Southampton have won one game in the Premier League since the end of November. Yeah, one out of seventeen. Really? Stoke yeah. have won one game. Seventeen in games since they won. So, yeah. Wow. They're not going to suddenly inspire you know three wins in the last three games this is not going to happen yeah. against decent teams as well yeah. it's not some, th- some teams do don't they some teams in, in the Premier it's League usually, do it usually it's after they've you've seen a bit of a spark of something coming through I mean Roy's Fulham was a primary example of that but they had been playing slightly better and then they got the results in those last five six matches and they had one defeat in there as well but but that's also assuming that we can't get any points from Leicester yeah, yeah, Southampton yeah. uh, Leicester and there are Stoke other clubs their Palace yeah. are 14th there yeah. are other clubs yeah. below us who there, are two, there are two questions mm. here there's you know how we're going to how we're going to fare against Leicester and our odds of staying up yeah. they're, they're kind of yeah obviously they're related but they're also two different things yeah but I mean the other thing as well because we did talk and now running has been easier than other mm. clubs but at the same time Watford away Bournemouth away aren't necessarily easy games. Brighton at home is never going to be an easy game. Yeah. And we've got the points from the away games, we won the home game. So yeah. there's no there's no reason to, to assume that we will suddenly stop now. And we've been very close to getting points in yeah, a lot and of those we've games. Not, we've yeah. been playing, it's like, you know, we've been playing, Southampton haven't been playing well, yeah. apart from one half against Chelsea. We've, we're playing quite well, we've got goals in this, we've got, this is all very logical, isn't it? This is all yeah, very I'm slightly worried about Sacco's defending at the moment, I have to say, he's not, he looks a bit, going through a patch. He's got this suddenly. Where's he got this from, Dom? He's suddenly ducking out like three times against Watford. He's suddenly and against Brighton. He's suddenly ducking under headers for some reason, rather than being. Yeah, he, I mean, he's he's always been the type of player that, that catches the eye with his amazing blocks. The last yeah. six tackles, but often, well, often Murray, after yeah. he's made a sort of yeah. error in the build-up. Yeah. I just again, this is going to sound a bit too level-headed, possibly, <laughs> but but you know, he's 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 playing at Crystal Palace for a reason. Yep, fair uh, point. Yeah, fair point. 
Um, okay, well, speaking of players in our team, um, Gary says okay. who starts at right back on Saturday, and I will extend that to who starts up front. Is this who should start or who will start? Uh, Joe Ward will start at right back, and mm-hmm. I think. And I think Benteke will start up front, probably for Loftus-Cheek after. I thought Kabai, McArthur and Luca all played well on. Mm-hmm. Although he did take MacArthur off, didn't he? He did, yeah, I which I thought Benteke was the interesting off. one because we thought, especially after thought, that... Did Kabai last the whole game? Yeah, he did, didn't yeah, he? So, yeah. Despite that bizarre incident when he was absolutely furious when he got tackled by... Patrick Van Arnholt. Really? Yeah, about 15 <laughs> minutes from the end of the game, Van Arnholt, there was a mix-up, Van Arnholt took him out and Kibai went remonstrating with the Palace bench. Like, like, <laughs> you told him to like, do this? Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but no, I thought they... It, it was really interesting that the, the kind of central... Loftus-Cheek didn't... Obviously, he wanted him to be more central and or just behind the non-striker or whatever. It didn't quite work. So my guess is that Loftus-Cheek will be the one who's on the bench and Benteke... Or so like, I don't know. I think we will start with a, you know, it, I mean, there's less, Leicester centre backs are not particularly mobile. Mm. I remember I last know. season in that two-two, Benteke when we were two 0 down, scored a towering header, didn't he, against mm. Leicester? Actually, yeah. could have maybe in a foul, but um, yeah, yeah, maybe the right player to to play against. Is yeah, Morgan, there's Morgan a point. I mean, yeah, you know, I think Morgan, he. Yeah. We, we were just talking about him in part two, weren't we? I don't. He hasn't given up. He's, he deserves a chance to uh, to prove it again. I think. You know the last two games with the the way we played, the results have sort of spoken for themselves. So you could you could see Roy sticking with the Zaha Townsend theme. It's so it's so hard to second guess. Well, not second guess is it to mind read mm-hmm. what the coach yeah. is going to are going to do again. You know, it comes out he's got his own thinking, his own his own plans. Um, but isn't part of the fun of being a football fan these days going on social media at you know two o o. Yeah, know, and one yeah, second, yeah. And, and and looking at the Instagram of the team announcement. Yeah, going, okay. So what? Yeah, what what's he done? Yeah. I'll find out at two o'clock next week. <laughs> Good. Okay. Do you, level indi- again. do you get an indication, Dominic, beforehand? Um, I know the team sheets officially are released at two o'clock, but do you get? We don't well, to... officially know. You, you get them at two o'clock. Right, that's but what do happens. you get? Do you hear stories? Uh, I don't know. I want to answer that. <laughs> yes or no? Um, fine. Uh, on the on the hope that I don't get all my contacts shut down overnight, um, <laughs> you, you get you hear whisperings and stuff. Right. But um, only late in the day. In fairness, I think Roy Roy only tells his players relatively late. I, I mean, the other clubs oh, sometimes they don't even tell them till the game, day of the game. I think Gareth Southgate started doing that with England. So really? in the old days, we as a press pack, we we would be out on a mission the day before a game to try and get the England team for the following day. And with previous managers, including Roy, actually, we we made a pretty good effort at that, if we do so ourselves. But but with Gareth, we don't stand a chance because he doesn't tell them until the oh, day of the match. So hmm. Okay. Um, right, well, that's it. Thanks so much uh, for listening. Uh, Tony, thanks for it. being back. Oh, always a pleasure. Top man. Uh, Dom, you as well? L- loved it, yeah. Thank you. Oh man, I ain't Kevin. I live here. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, little sign. Hey, can I just can I just, just throw? T- I didn't realise we were going to end so Sorry, suddenly. Yeah. I want to. I want oh, to just throw something to, in, as, as some listeners may know and others may not care. I live in the states, and there are lots of people around where I live who watch English football, and they love it. And they and and even some of them are Palace fans. I may even have had something to do with that. The people who watch English football, the Premier League, have never thought that we were going to go down this year. And and I'm not placing you know. It's not that I want to place too much stock in that because I'm, I'm the one that like, yeah, you, you haven't lived through this. But people who are watching a little bit more dispassionately than us just mm. go, you're too good. You're too good. We watch you. You're a great club. We like Palace. 
you know, you're entertaining, you're going to stay in the premiership. And, uh, the, you know, that does give me some some reassurance. So I'm, I'm just sort of, you know, we're so in, immersed in this yeah, as yeah, Palace fans. Yeah. Um, and we know what it's like, and I'm sure every every team's fans are equally immersed in their own club. But people from from further away look at Palace and say, "You're, you're way too good. You're going to be all right." Well, it comes back to your point about Hennessy earlier on, when mm. fans of other Premier League clubs go, "What's the problem?" Yeah. Is that, uh... I was going to end there, but now I've got to end on Wayne Hennessy. <laughs> oh, we don't. No, do you, we'll just to annoy Andy Street. Just end, <laughs> okay. just end on Wayne Hennessy. The big news is Wayne Hennessy. Great. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with you after that game on Saturday. So see you then. Bye. Cheers. Bye. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Sports Social Podcast Network.